We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauley, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. None of us like to get out of our comfort zone. We love to live life in the convenience and the familiar. We like to stay where it's safe. Sometimes the Lord says, no, no, you've got to get out of your comfort zone to accomplish what I want you to do. Sometimes you've got to take a journey of faith into the unknown because God has something He wants you to accomplish. Such was the case with Nehemiah in the Old Testament. You remember that Nehemiah had a very responsible position. Uh, he was the king's cupbearer and he is he's serving Artaxerxes. He is well cared for. He's comfortable. And then out of nowhere, he gets a report from home, uh, from those who are in Jerusalem, those who were left uh, from this captivity, of what a pitiful situation they're in, what great affliction and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem was broken down, and the gates were burned with fire. And suddenly, God calls on Nehemiah to take a journey of faith, a journey back to Jerusalem, Nehemiah is the man that God is going to use to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. This was, this was a profound work. This was a, a very important step in the return of God's people into the land. You see, what God calls on you to do, it's bigger than you. Nehemiah's life and work was even bigger than just building a wall. No, it was the thing that God wanted him to do that connected to so many other things. In Nehemiah chapter number 1 Verse number 4, it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel thy servants and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we've sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. It's powerful to me to see that before Nehemiah ever makes the journey to Jerusalem, he first makes his journey into the throne room of heaven, into the holy presence of God. Oh, this is wonderful. Do you want your journey to be prosperous? Nehemiah is going to have a prosperous journey. He's not only going to get there, he's going to get the walls rebuilt in record time and be used mightily of God. Would you like to have a prosperous journey? Well, here are a few principles from Nehemiah's journey. First of all, let your life be led by God's prompting. God prompted him. It was God who allowed him to get word from one of his brethren. It was God that allowed the news to come across his path. Don't miss the providential work of God in your life. It's the Lord that puts people in your path. It's the Lord that lets you hear certain things. It's the Lord that puts certain things in your heart. Nehemiah will even use that expression, what God had put in my heart to do. Let your life be led by God's prompting. Secondly, let your life be guided by God's principles. You see, part of the reason that Nehemiah knew something had to be done is he knew the Scriptures. 
In fact, he's going to quote the Scriptures to God in his prayer. He's going to quote the very Word of God. He knew the Bible. And I want to say to you that every one of us, if we're going to have a prosperous journey, must have a life that's guided by God's principles. You need to know the Scriptures. You need to know the Word of God enough to be able to depend on the Lord and rest your faith on the promises of the Word of God. In fact, he says in verse 7, We've dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou hast commanded thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses. So he's guided by divine principles from the Scriptures. Thirdly, if you want your journey to be prosperous, not only... Do you need to be led by God's promptings and guided by God's principles, but you need to be saturated in prayer? From beginning to end, Nehemiah's story is a story of prayer. The first thing he does is call on God. He prays before the God of heaven. When you come to Nehemiah chapter 2, he comes into the presence of the king, Artaxerxes, that he worked for. And Artaxerxes sees that his countenance is sad. He asks why he's sad. And in verse 3, he says to the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? And then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? Now this is interesting. Because if a king looks at you and says, What do you want? What do you need? seems that would be the perfect moment to pull out your alphabetized list and say, Well, I need all of these things from you, king. But the next phrase is indicative of Nehemiah's great faith. It says, So I prayed to the God of heaven. Then in verse 5, and I said unto the king. So before he speaks to the king, I mean, I believe right there, while he's having a conversation with the king, he's communing with God. Before he lets any word come out of his mouth to man, first he's talking to God. His whole life was a life of prayer. He is the epitome of that great command in 1 Thessalonians 5 to pray without ceasing. He's living in a spirit of unbroken fellowship with God and real prayer to the God of heaven. If you want your journey to be prosperous, then saturate every day, every decision, every conversation, every relationship with prayer to God. If you'll commune with God all along the journey, God will give you wisdom and God will give you favor. Of course, we know then he makes his petition known to King Artaxerxes and the king goes above and beyond. The Bible says in verse 8, in a letter, Unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace which appertain to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. I mean, he's making some big requests here of the king. And the Bible says at the end of verse 8, And the king granted me, now listen to this phrase, according to the good hand of my God upon me. It's a phrase that's used repeatedly by Nehemiah throughout this book. That good hand of my God upon me. So here's the last great secret I'll give you today. If you want your journey to be prosperous then you need not only to be led by God's promptings and guided by God's principles and saturated in prayer, but you need to be dependent on divine provision. He was not dependent on King Artaxerxes. He was dependent on his God. Did God use Artaxerxes to provide resources? Yes. Will God use other people along your journey to be a blessing to you and help you and encourage you? Yes. But never get your eyes on those people and never make yourself dependent on man. Instead, remember this, God is the source of every good thing. Remember that the great thing you need is divine provision. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I'll tell you what I want for my journey today. What I'm praying for you on your journey today is this beautiful phrase in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 8. 
for the good hand of our God to be upon us. My friend, if the good hand of God is on us today, all will be well. Nehemiah's journey is a, a story of just simply following God's lead. That's it, following God's lead. Isn't that what God is always looking for, for a people to follow His lead? You remember the children of Israel, His chosen people. That's what they had to do in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, Numbers 11. What did they do? They just followed God's lead. When God went, they went. When God stopped, they stopped. When God turned, they turned. In the end, what God wants for all of us is for us to simply follow His lead. Let's pray today that every one of us will follow divine leadership. That as God leads, we will go depending on His provision, obeying His principles, saturating every step with prayer, and just believing that as we obey God, God will meet us along the journey. May the Lord's good hand be upon you today. May the Lord make your journey prosperous. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.